you know, once again, great to see you all here in this place uh, to come together to worship God. Um, you know, today we dedicated uh, William to the Lord, and the scripture says, you know, that he knew us when we were in our mother's womb. Fearfully and wonderfully, we are made. And praise God. You know that God has a plan and he has a purpose for our life. Amen? So today, I would like to share to you, you know, from the life and birth of Moses. Okay, is it there? Okay, it's not there in the front screen. From the life of Moses, uh, you know, birth of Moses, the scripture says in Exodus chapter 2, verse 1 to 6, And a man of the house of Levi went and took as wife a daughter of Levi. So the woman conceived and bore a son. And when she saw that he was a beautiful child, she hid him three months. But when she could no longer hide him, she took an ark of bulrushes for him, dotted with asalph and pitch, put the child in it, and laid it in the reeds by the river's bank. And his sister stood afar off to know what would be done to him. Then the daughter of Pharaoh came down to bathe at the river, and her maidens walked along the riverside, and when she saw the ark among the reeds, she sent her maid to get it, and when she opened it, she saw the child, and behold, the baby wept. So she had compassion on him and said, This is one of the Hebrews' children. And the child grew, and she brought him in to Pharaoh's daughter, and he became her son. So she called his name Moses, saying, Because I drew him out of the water. Out of the water. It's an interesting story. You know, and here, as you can see, the scripture, because the Pharaoh was after all the little children to destroy them, to kill them. And we see that same with the story of Jesus. And here we see that Moses, at that time, he didn't have that name. For three months, they hid him there. Three months, they hid him there. And in that time, he didn't have name, he didn't have identity. And in this world that we live, you know, where people are confused, lost, unsure, unclear, perplexed, and even many do not know their identity. There is an identity crisis. You know, sometime back when the Brexit happened, we know what happened over there. You know, Brexit had caused an identity crisis that is transforming British politics. That's what CNN said. Then the Independent, they said the Britain's strange identity crisis. It said that the United Kingdom is lying on the psychiatrist's couch. Suddenly, the country seems uncertain of its identity, its place in the world, its relationship with its closest family 
members and its neighbors. And in this day and age, we hear the news, we look around in different nations, in this nation. There are many people are going through that identity crisis. And even to the believers, we do not know who we are, who we are in Christ. You know, if I ask you this question, who are you? Some of you might say, well, my name is James Washington. Well, that's your name. Who are you? Well, I'm a plumber. Well, that's your profession. But who are you? Who are you? There's that loss of psychological identity. Let me give you an example of a person called Graham. He was a very happy, successful person. He earned, he earned a big salary. His wife loved him. He had accomplished most of what he wanted to achieve in life. Everything in Graham's life was perfect, and this was reflected in the way he walked, talked, and the confident attitude that he had. One day, while he was driving back home happily, his wife called him and said, Graham, I don't want you in my life anymore. I know this is a surprise for you, but it's my final decision. Then Graham's wife hung up the phone. And suddenly, at that moment, Graham, Graham he suffered or he felt worthless. He felt that all of his confidence and happiness had been lost. Ever since that day, Graham became an unhappy, desperate, and bad-tempered person. What happened to him? Why did he lose his confidence and the strong character that he had? Because at that moment, it made him lose his psychological identity. Who am I? You know, as I said to you earlier, you know, sometimes we identify ourselves with the profession that we carry. You know, we take pride in it. We, we like to tell people who we are. We connect it to our profession. Sometimes, you know, people have expensive car and they identify themselves with that. Sometimes children who try to imitate their parents and dress like them are doing so because they're attempting to identify with their parents. You know, think about Martha and Mary in the Bible. Martha, Martha's identity was on what she was doing for Jesus. But for Mary, it was being with Jesus. Her identity was there. And many times we connect our identity 
with our profession, what we have, and once you lose it, you go into a place of depression, lose your confidence. And that's what Satan tried to do with Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden. He wanted to mess up their identity with God and tried to again and again question them, has God said this to you? He wanted to distort their identity. And if you see, even when Jesus, before he started his ministry in the wilderness, fasting and praying, Satan came to him. You know, we heard this from Pastor Nita sometimes back. When Satan came to him three times, Satan asked Jesus, if you are the Son of God, if you are the Son of God, if you are the Son of God, do this. He wanted to put the seed of doubt in Jesus to distort his identity with the Heavenly Father. But immediately after Jesus came out of wilderness, when he was baptized, do you remember? Heavens opened. And what did the Heavenly Father say? This is my beloved Son with whom I am well pleased. In the same way, people of God, I want to say this to you. It doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter what profession you are in. It doesn't matter what you have gone through in life, whether you had success, your failures. You need to know that your identity is in Christ Jesus, and that's the secure place to be in. Amen? Romans chapter 12 verse 2 says, do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Do not be conformed to the patterns of the world as the world does, but be conformed by the renewing of your mind according to the word of God. You know, the scripture says in Proverbs chapter 23 verse 7, for as he thinks in his heart, so is he. So as you think in your heart, so are you. Then 1 Peter 2.9 says, But you are a frozen generation. Hello. Are you paying attention? <laughs> what does it say? You are a chosen generation, not frozen generation. A royal priesthood, a holy nation, his own special people. Can you imagine? God, word of God says, you are his own special people. Amen. Can we maybe just look at each other and say, hey, you are God's special person. Looks like many of you are not convinced. <laughs> That you're God's special person. Come on. <laughs> That's what Bible says. 
that you are his own special people. Why? So that you may proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. I'm telling you, once you know who you are in Christ Jesus, you will be in a better place. No matter what challenges you face in life, you will be in a better place once you know who you are in Christ Jesus. And that's why Jesus was able to sleep in the storm with his disciples while the disciples were worried, worried for their life. You know, they thought they were going to die, but what was Jesus doing? Sleeping. You know, as I always say this, it was not one of those cruise liners. You know, he was sleeping in one of the deck. It was a fishing boat. And he was sleeping, you know. Why? Because Jesus wanted to show his disciple, if you want to see the fulfillment of God's promise in your life, you need to operate from the place of rest. And that comes when you know who you are in Christ Jesus. You know, this story you must have heard many times, maybe. You know, one day a farmer, he found a big egg at the foothills of his field where he had this farmland. And this egg was an egg of an eagle. So he brought it along and kept it along with the chickens that he had, hens that he had. And soon the egg was hatched and eaglet came out of it. And there were other chickens around. So this eaglet started moving around with the other chickens and started behaving like the chicken, picking up the worms from the ground, eating the worms from the ground. And as this eaglet grew up to a full-grown eagle, along with the other chicken, one day this eagle looked up and saw there were a bunch of eagles flying up high in the sky. And they were making some noise. And all this while, this eagle living with this chicken didn't understand the language of the chicken, struggled with it, but continued living in that position or that place. But the moment that eagle heard the sound of other eagles, that eagle realized, hey, what am I doing here? I do not belong here, but I belong to those eagles. And this eagle started fluttering its wing and flew up high in the sky, joined those eagles. This eagle had lost its identity but then later found its identity. You know, there are many scriptures that speaks about who we are. You know, 1 Peter 23 speaks about that we are born again, spiritually transformed, renewed, and set apart for God's purpose through the living and everlasting word. Then it also says that we are a new creation in Christ Jesus. We are redeemed. We are righteous in Christ Jesus. We are heirs and co-heirs with Christ. This is who we are in Christ Jesus. 
Now with Moses, coming back to the story of Moses. He didn't have any name. And secondly, Moses needed to be exposed to find his destiny. His mother couldn't keep him any longer hiding him, but he needed to be exposed to his destiny. Many times in our life, we live a life that we hide ourselves for God, what God has called us for. You know, do you know that God has a plan and purpose for each one of our life? He has a destiny for your life. But many times we live in a comfort zone and we don't want to step out of those comfort zone to explore what God has for us. And for Moses, he had to be exposed to find his destiny. To find his destiny. Just imagine. You know, when his mother put him in the basket and put him in that river, few things could have happened. He could have been harmed by the crocodile or hippopotamus. He could have been drifted away in the current of that Nile River to a different, completely different place and they would have lost him. But praise God, God had the right destiny for him. He ended up in the right place. You know, it reminds me of Noah when he built the ark. God had given him every measurement how to build the ark. God had told him what materials to use. Use this, this, exact, you know, every detail was given to Noah. But do you know that one thing God did not tell Noah to build on the ark was the rudder through which he could control the ark. There was no rudder in that, Noah, that ark. Why? So that Noah wouldn't be in charge, in control of the ark, but God would be. Amen? In the same way, you know, just think this. If there was a rudder in that ark, probably Noah would have thought, okay, let me go this direction, and he would have ended up in Antarctica. Or he could have ended up in Sahara Desert. But God, God took him to the right destiny because he trusted God for his future. And the last one is the name Moses meaning drawn out. He was drawn out of that river Nile. And just think about this. He was drawn out of that water and went to the palace. Then he was drawn out of that palace, went to the wilderness. Then he was drawn out of that wilderness, went to Egypt, then he was drawn out of Egypt, went again to wilderness. He was drawn out. And I believe 
that maybe some of you here this morning, you need to be drawn out of your situation, drawn out of your comfort zone to the destiny that God has for you. So few things we learn here this morning about Moses. Identity, who we are. Secondly, we learn through Moses' life that he needed to be exposed to find his destiny. And thirdly, he was drawn out of that river for his destiny. This morning, I just want to encourage you, people of God, Maybe there are things that are happening in your life. There are some struggles that you're going through. And in all the struggles that you go through in, in your life, you wonder who you are. What is the purpose of your life? What is the destiny of your life? What is the end game of your life? What is God doing in my life? Maybe some of you are gripped with fear. Fear of future. And many times you don't take steps to follow God, do things of God because of the fear of failure. But I want to say this to you. If you trust in him, God will lead you and guide you to the right destiny. You know, as the music is played... I pray that this morning you will know who you are in Christ Jesus. Jesus, 2,000 years back, he came into this world, died on the cross of Calvary. And I believe when he was dying on that cross, he knew you that so-and-so date, so-and-so time you will be born. He remembered you, your life, what you will go through. And he knows you. Bible says, I have plans for you not to harm you, but to give you hope and a future. I'll encourage you this morning to cry out to Jesus, call out to Jesus. If you are in that place of struggle, your life, maybe in your family, maybe in your workplace, in your business, And when you go through all these situation, challenges in life, the enemy, the devil comes to distort your identity, to confuse you, to discourage you, to make you feel that you're not worth, you're worthless. But God says, no matter what you go through in life, you're still my child. You belong to me. His word says, I have engraved you in the palm of my hands. His word says that you are the apple of his eye. 
let's cry out to Jesus because there is power in the name of Jesus there is victory in the name of Jesus there is healing in the name of Jesus the name of Jesus is powerful at his name every knee shall bow every tongue shall confess miracles happen in the name of Jesus let's all just stand up and worship God as we sing the song and worship him and cry out the name of Jesus